Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. The big story today is the election. It certainly looks like uh, Joe Biden is on the, what they're calling the path to victory. Uh, 265 to 214 to Donald Trump. Still all to play for. It's still possible for the Trump fans out there, by the way. It is possible that he still may slip in there. Uh, but indeed, it's looking less likely as the minutes and hours go by. To talk to us a little bit more about the election is Seth Barrett-Tillman, who's a law lecturer at Minute University and Department of Law. Good afternoon to you, Seth. Afternoon. Uh, well, look, very interesting times. This is probably one of the closest American elections they've had in many, many years. Donald Trump now talking about going to the Supreme Court, which would not be unusual, by the way. It happened back in 2000 with Bush and Al Gore, of course. Uh, I don't know if he has grounds for that. Firstly, do you believe he has grounds for that? Well, I don't, I'm not aware of any grounds he would have in Arizona or in Nevada uh, or even Wisconsin. But for Michigan or Pennsylvania, I could imagine what he's thinking, uh, which is that in Pennsylvania, the rules of the election changed in a very last minute in a very bizarre way, and it was done at the behest, or at least with the uh, lack of objection of the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, which is a, a, a partisanly elected Supreme Court with a Democratic majority. And he might feel that the procedures, because they changed last minute, uh, allowed for a lot of fraud and there was no ballot security. Okay, let's explain this for people who maybe don't really understand completely what he's actually complaining about. Does this go back to the naked votes, as they call them? So these are the votes that would have been put in the envelope, but not put in the sealed envelope inside the envelope. Because I know he had talked about what they call the naked votes. Um, I'm sure he'll put forward a variety of grounds, but I I don't think that's the lead grounds he's really considering. I I think the lead grounds he's considering is that the signature requirement has been relaxed. In in, in a regular election in the United States, uh, the vast majority of votes are cast on election day uh, by the voter in person. Uh, Most states, not all states, have the ability for people who are abroad or away doing business or too ill to go to the polls to have an alternate procedure where they mail in their votes, but your signature is already on record with the county clerk, and it's supposed to basically match this, you know, when you send in your ballot. Well, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said in this election, the signature requirement is relaxed. The, the signatures don't have to match. Oh. And the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania also has made allowances for the late arrival of ballots. They don't have to arrive on election day. And the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania has said that if a ballot shows up without a postage mark or with a postage mark that isn't readable, we're just going to ignore that. So that, that seems quite weird and quite strange, considering that Pennsylvania, of course, has 20 electoral votes, uh, which means that, it, you know, it's a good bet for anybody who gets that, which, whichever candidate gets that, it's certainly going to give them a little bit of an E up. So it, it certainly does seem bizarre, doesn't it, that they would allow that? Well, I, I can't defend it. But then again, a majority of the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania did. So uh, somebody thought it was OK. Mm. Uh, Trump might think that <clears throat> the departure from past procedures is so great that maybe he could get that decision reviewed by the Supreme Court of the United States. And uh, I'm not going to say it's likely, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but we've But seen, you get it overturned, yeah. Yeah, get okay, it overturned. Okay. And therefore, that would lead to resegregation of the ballots, depending on when they were cast or what time they arrived. And the result might be better for him. Well, look, Trump is so far projected to win 23 states, including Texas, Ohio, Florida, which, of course, uh, is great news for him. Uh, do you think Trump did better than expected? Or, I mean, there seemed there seemed to be a sense this time last week that Biden was a shoe in because people wanted change and um, uh, Trump was allegedly dividing America and all this. So do you think he did better against the odds when you look 
I mean, realistically, no matter where we, whatever side we happen to be on, we have to admit that Trump, the media has been greatly biased toward against him. Well, I, I agree with you on the point of the media, that, that I, but it's not just the media. It's just about every segment of the lead American society has been against the first. Uh, so the media is hardly different. I mean, his largest complaint is that the civil service has been against him for four years, undermining his plans. But I, 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 I'd like to change your question though, slightly. I, rather than just focusing on whether Trump did better, I'd like to think about how the parties did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there were, for example, there were 11 governorships that were up this, this election. And basically, all the incumbents won, or even if there was no incumbent, the party that had them won. One, one governorship flipped, which isn't a lot of change. Uh, it went Republican. As far as the U.S. Congress, the lower house, the Congress, the House of Representatives, there are 435 seats. The Democrats came in with a healthy majority of 232 to 203. It looks like the Republicans flipped between 5 and 10 seats. That control still will be with the Democrats, but their majorities decreased. In the U.S. Senate, Republicans started with 53 seats. They're going to come out with at least 49, maybe 50, maybe 51, maybe 52. We're not going to know for a while. So it looks like the Republicans will probably keep control of the Senate, but with a reduced majority, just like the Democrats will probably keep control of the House, but they'll have a reduced majority. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the presidency is pretty close. Uh, It couldn't couldn't really be closer at the moment. Both both parties got trounced (laughs) to the extent extent that the voters could be telling the parties we're unhappy with both of you. That's sort of what they told them. Uh, uh, but as, as an American, I mean, I, I know a lot of people have accused Trump of dividing a nation. But as an American, America has been a divided country for many years, long before Trump came along. Of course, Black Lives Matter have been around, you know, I mean, since uh, Michael Brown going back to Obama's times, maybe not as active as they are now. But of course, that's all to do with the, the world that we live in and certainly tensions are higher. But do you believe that uh, that America going forward, no matter whether it's Trump or Biden, can they survive this unsettling uh, atmosphere that they seem to have at the moment? Because no matter who wins, it looks like there might be violence. Um, going forward, you've, I, I got, you've got Black Lives Matter and you've got patriots. So you've got this kind of divide in America. Do you think that'll ever settle down? I, I think you're right. There is a divide. But that divide is usually, or through most of my life, was always neutralized by the country coming together because of the threat of a common external enemy or the perceived external enemy. Now that <clears throat> the Cold War and things like the Cold War are basically over, um, uh, what Americans are dividing over is themselves. And this isn't new. This is what happens in the United States historically when there is no uh, external threat or threat of an external threat. So I agree with you. And it is unsettling and it's a little bit new. Uh, and it, it might be something that will be moderated no matter who wins or not. Uh, but I don't think it has anything to do with Trump, to tell you the truth. I mean, in, in relation yeah, to let, say... Let me, let me just follow up. Trump it, Trump had the largest share of minority votes for uh, a GOP, a Republican, for 50 years. I mean, more blacks and Hispanics... And people yeah, but unfortunately in the wrong states. Well, that... that that may be true or maybe not. I, I don't think. I don't think that's what's important. I, I, what I'm just saying is, I think the yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know he did, but, but it just didn't seem to get him those particular states that he was looking for. He had them in the states where he was probably going to win anyway. I think that's a different question. I mean, uh, the, the question is: Is there a deep racial divide that is the motivating force behind you know the the low level violence we're seeing? I, I would say it's not about race. It's about control. And the very fact that Trump has increased his share among minorities 
is revelatory in my mind that it's really not about race. It's the wrong okay. narrative. There was three dividing factors in this particular election. You had race, of course, which came in at 20%. COVID in and around the same, 20% COVID and how they dealt with COVID. The economy, Donald Trump actually got a landslide in the exit polls in relation to who would be, be better to deal with the economy. Um, Joe Biden won the other two. Um, in relation to race, I mean... Is there a problem in America now whereby if you go back in time, you had Martin Luther King and you had other people who black people could look up to and who could guide them and deal with issues that came along rather than rioting every time something went wrong. Is the problem now that there is no spokesperson, there is no leader, there is nobody that stands out within the black community in America? Is that is that part of the problem? I, 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 I think that's entirely wrong, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Black people, uh, I, I wouldn't confuse the, the the rioting and the violence with black people. As a matter of fact, if you look at the people who are arrested, they're mostly white people. <laughs> and I don't think that's because the police are bypassing black rioters. Uh, I mean, what, what's happening is, I think, uh, 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 a progressive movement uh, with some legitimacy and some claim to uh, police wrongdoing finds its... Uh, its occasional demonstration taken over by riotous anarchists who are mostly white. So I, I think if you're if you're confusing the low-level political violence we're seeing uh, with mm-hmm. uh, black people, I, I think that's a mistake. I don't think that's what's going on. Okay, uh, okay, that, okay that, just that's, uh, not, that's not to say that black people aren't demonstrating, and that's not to say that every last black person isn't part of these the violence and the riots, but the vast majority of people that are being arrested, I mean, you look at the blotter sheets or, you know, the FBI sheets, they're, you know, 30-something white people, often with very sketchy work careers. Okay, and finally, in relation to where we're going to, I mean, I don't know whether we'll see a result in this election this week or maybe even next week. It could be it could be like, for example, as I said, back in 2000, it could be 30 days uh, before this is dealt with the Supreme Court, depending on what Donald Trump is planning on doing. And Julian, I, I, my, my guess is it's, it's not going to be settled with the Supreme Court. My guess. That's okay. Interesting. And do you think do you think it's a, a win for Biden? I, you know, it, hopefully we'll know Arizona at the end of the day. If Arizona goes against Trump, then I don't really think it matters whether there was cheating at this point in Pennsylvania because it, it's, not, it's still not going to be enough to get him over the line anyway. It's not, it's not going to be enough to get him over. Yet. All I right, mean, well, listen. The, the, it's been great yeah. talking to you, and I appreciate you. And hopefully, we can get to talk again, maybe for a bit longer. Uh, Seth Barrett Tillman, who's a law lecturer at Manhattan University in uh, the Department of Law. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Now, I just thought I'd bring you up because a lot of people obviously are very interested in the American elections at the moment, because of course it has huge ramifications for us here in Ireland.